Welcome to the Wounds of the Faithful podcast, brought to you by DSW Ministries. Your host is singer, songwriter, speaker, and domestic violence advocate, Diana Winkler. She is passionate about helping survivors in the church heal from domestic violence and abuse and trauma. This podcast is not a substitute for professional counseling or qualified medical help. Now, here is Diana. Hi, everybody. 2020, the year we can't wait for to be over. We're almost here, almost to the end. We can do it. Anyway, as I was looking at my stats, which, by the way, I did not know how many people were watching me talking every week, but I decided to go on my dashboard and look to see how many people were listening. And pleasant surprise was there are 69 of you. (laughs) And I'm so grateful. That is just so awesome that you decided to take time each Wednesday to come and listen to me tell my story and help other people tell their story. I only thought it was maybe two or three people. (laughs) Um, But anyway, thank you from the bottom of my heart. I hope you can continue to stick around for next year because I've got some great, great topics for you. Wonderful interviews already scheduled. Uh, One thing I will ask you is, I don't know who you are. I've done, what, at least 10 episodes now, and you know quite a bit about me by now, but I don't know who you are, so if you would please connect with me in some way, let me know how you're you're doing, am I providing the content that you are seeking, is there a topic that you want me to cover? Am I playing the kind of music that you'd like me to play? And I know music is very individual taste and yada, yada, yada. But I am going to have guests on the show with different musical styles. So let me know. Am I having the, the right kind of guests on my show? Is there is there somebody you'd like to have on the show? Would you like to be on the show? Are you an expert in a field that would benefit my listeners, benefit abuse survivors, or maybe you are a survivor and you would like to come on the show and tell your story. And if you've listened to enough of my shows, you know how you know how I interview survivors. You can share as much or as little as you'd like. You're in control. And I can edit anything out after the fact if you change your mind about something that you spoke about. So anyway, let me know. There are a few different ways to do that. I, of course, have my website, dswministries.org. I have my blog on there you can comment on. Um, There are links to my YouTube channel. And all of my episodes are recorded video 
and they're put on the YouTube channel. Um, so you can see what I look like <laughs> if you don't already. <laughs> uh, some people like video. So you can comment on any of the shows on YouTube. Um, you can also email me at diana at dswministries.org. Um, you can also go on my Facebook page. Now, I've got, I've got 95 people on there that are my fans or followers, but because of the algorithms on Facebook, only like three or five people see it. So that's probably why I thought only three people were listening to me on here. <laughs> yeah, but I still post on there and you can comment on the posts. I'm really active on Twitter though, because I've, I've got a lot of followers on Twitter and people are more engaged. You know, I talk to a lot of people on there. So send me a message. I'm on Messenger. Comment on any of my posts on Twitter. I'm on LinkedIn, although it's under my name, not the podcast name or the DSW. It's under my name, Diana Winkler. I just post the um, I just post the podcast on there. That's pretty much all I do. I don't really post anything else on LinkedIn because I don't get a whole lot of engagement on there. But anyway, tell me who you are, and I'd like to get to know you. So, on to the rest of 2020. I have some excellent guests lined up for you for January. I have a few survivor stories. I have Steve Tracy from Mending the Soul. He has agreed to come on the show, so I'll be interviewing him on the 15th, which I am really excited about. You've got to hear him speak. He's amazing, amazing person. Um, I have asked my pastor to come on the show, and he's agreed. He just has to check his calendar in January. Of course, he's very busy. Uh, he's very excited to come on. And I did also ask Wayne Stiles to come on the show. He's um, the Bible scholar I was telling you about. And uh, he also agreed to come on. He has to check his calendar. He's on vacation right now. I also plan to ask a few of my musician friends to come on um, and give you a little, give you a little encouragement in the music arena. Anyway, so I hope you stick around for, for next year. I have more ideas and I have so many guests in my head that I, I can invite on. Um, I can't possibly schedule them all. So I'm picking very carefully. It would be a, a the biggest benefit to you. So I have some unfortunate news to share. 2020 has just when you thought it could not be any worse. My brother dies. And he's my oldest brother of three brothers. He's actually my stepbrother. And he just, he died on December 5th, which was a week ago. But since I record these shows ahead of time, you're hearing this much later. We haven't even done a memorial service yet for my brother. 
but he died of a kidney disease called Fabry's disease, which he inherited from his mother's side, my stepmother. This disease did not manifest until he was an adult, though, like, like his mid-30s. He first went through dialysis. He was on dialysis for 10 years, I think, until he got a kidney transplant. That was um, a few years ago. And he got a house across the street from my parents so they could care for him. Now, you know, there's always medication regimens with the, um, with a transplant and trips to the doctor and infections. He never complained, though. He was a real kind and gentle spirit. Very funny. Uh, when we were kids, he would jump off the roof into the pool. <laughs> now, he's four years older than me, um... He had this Trans Am in high school, you know, like Smokey and the Bandit Trans Am. And so it was really fun to get rides from him um, to school because he had this cool car. <laughs> but we had fun together as um, as a family. I was 14 when our, our two families blended, when my dad got remarried. And we always had a blast. I mean, we'd go to amusement parks, water parks together. Um, King's Dominion, you know, Knott's Berry Farm. And I remember we were in the <laughs> Winnebago. You know, we were teenagers, so we were pretty goofy. His favorite saying at the time <laughs> was, no duh. So anything anybody would say was like, no duh. Well, my mom um, wasn't very happy about that. <laughs> Where did you learn that? <laughs> You know, we were just teenagers. Anyway, when he graduated from high school, he went over to the uh, the Air Force, enlisted. Remember, I'm from a military family, so um, my stepsister's also uh, in the Air Force. And then went uh, went to college after that for criminal justice. Um, I went back east for college um, in Virginia. So for many years, we were pretty separated. Let's see, in 99, I moved back to Phoenix. Um, but he was in California. And he got really sick and started going to the hospital all the time. So he moved here to Phoenix to be near my folks so um, they could take care of him. So um, people ask me if he was a believer and now I think he was. He always said that he believed in God. We've, we've had some conversations in the past. And he asked me once um, about getting baptized. You know, he knew uh, that I went to church. So he asked me about, well, can I go to church with you? Well, he lives on the west end of town and I'm on the east end of town so I thought it was better for me to take him to a church in his own neighborhood so he would be able to go on a regular basis um, so I took him to a church in his area you know because he was thinking about eternity he was always sick and in the hospital and yeah he knew it 
So we went a couple of times to this church and it was very modern and very hip and geared towards seekers, which he was. And they always had an invitation after the service. And at the end of the invitation, it said, if you want to get baptized, if you would come to this room and meet the pastor. So I asked, um, I asked him, do you want to go and meet the pastor? And he said, yes. So we went back into the room and he said, uh, or the pastor said to him, you know, that, that baptism doesn't save you. It's what you believe in your heart. If you believe and have faith in your heart that Jesus has saved you, that is what takes you to heaven. It's not the water. And, you know, he seemed to understand that. Um, my brother had some cognitive issues, you know, with the medication and the infections. And sometimes you weren't sure if he understood uh, what you were saying. Um, there were times he didn't know who, who we were, his family were. Um, but anyway, I, I believe that he understood. And at that time, he wasn't able to get baptized because he had a dialysis port that was infected. And he could not get wet. I mean, he couldn't even take a bath. So that's why the pastor said, you know, we can delay the baptism when, when you're able to get wet. Anyway, on, on the way home um, from church, I asked him if he if he prayed during the invitation that the pastor gave and if he understood what was said about the Lord and salvation. And he said, yes, that he did understand. So I took him to church, I think, another time before he wasn't able to go anymore. He pretty much was homebound. Um, but he always had these crosses. He loved these really ornate crosses. So I think that you know, he never got baptized, but I am, I am given kin to the Lord and trusting in the grace and the love and mercy of God that, you know, God sees his heart and that he had faith and he believed in the way that he understood, seeking the Lord the best way that he could at the time. Now, um, Ken's last days were, were not good ones. Um, he got an infection or two, and uh, my my parents could not take care of him. They needed nurses. So he went into a nursing home for a short period. And, you know, with the nursing homes right now, they're just like Petri dishes. And so when he went to the VA hospital, finally, he was tested for COVID, and he was positive. So on top of the infections and being a transplant recipient, which uh, my dad tells me that his kidneys were failing, the new kidneys that he had received a few years back were failing. And so they were giving him dialysis at the VA. And then, so then he has COVID on top of that. And um, he didn't have a chance. So, I mean, my dad called me and said, He's, he's in the hospital, he's unconscious, and they don't expect him to live. And so uh, my stepmother and my dad and um, Kenny's dad, those three were allowed to go up into um, uh, to the third floor where he was 
and there's glass separating them and they were in, you know, hazmat material. So they, they went up there to say goodbye. Um, the rest of us weren't allowed to do that. The last time that I saw Ken was in August during, uh, my stepmother turned, um, had a milestone birthday. And so the family and friends from out of town were there. You know, he was in the living room. He's always sitting on the couch watching TV. And, you know, I did not hug him at that time because, you know, I don't know if, if I was a carrier for anything. And I was always very careful about hugging him in the past because even just a cold would send him to the, to the hospital. And so I didn't hug him that day. You know, I said hello and waved to him and how are you doing? And, um, I really wish that I, I would have, <laughs> I, I didn't have a mask on because it was just my family and, um, none of us that we know of had COVID. So, um, when I was at Thanksgiving, um, Kenny was still in the hospital and my stepmom said, oh, I need to show you this video of Kenny, his birthday, which was last month. I need to show this video of his birthday. And he was conscious at the time of his birthday. The nurses were really nice. I'm not sure where he was, if he was at the VA or if he was at the nursing home, but they had um, a donut with a candle on it. <laughs> and they had a, um, I guess one of his favorite Starbucks drinks. And then they had like homemade signs happy birthday signs on the wall and a homemade card. And they sang happy birthday to him. So I really appreciated the nurse, the nurses doing that for him. So we have that video and that's pretty much the last time I, I saw him or the last video that we have of him conscious. December 5th was, was again, was the date that the hospital called and said that he was gone. So we didn't, we didn't have any services yet because of the, you know, the complications with the COVID. Um, our state allows us to have 10 people, which our immediate family um, would, would be 10 people. So we could do that. But um, he is eligible for a military funeral. Um, he will probably be buried at the military cemetery in Phoenix. But while we're waiting for the memorial service. I made a few videos of favorite pictures with his favorite music, which is Depeche Mode. And I put it on YouTube for family and friends to watch. But it's hard to believe that he's gone. We took three days off of work to reflect. You know, he certainly isn't someone that deserved the lot in life that he got. It's hard to understand those things in my grief. You know, but I give it to God. But thank you for allowing me to, to talk about Ken and process my, my feelings here. Thank you for those of you who have reached out with thoughts and prayers.
My family is very grateful. So I thought that I would play a clip of a guest that's coming on the show in January. He gave me this promo clip to play for you. So it's Pastor Mark Sarsby. And so I want you to listen to his story and be sure to um, listen to his episode because you're going to be really blessed. Pastor Mark Sowersby of Herkimer shares his testimony to help those who have experienced hurt, abuse, and pain to find freedom and peace through God's love and the many facets of forgiveness. It's what I want to tell you about, and I call that journey Forgive the Nightmare. From the time I was 7 to 14, many of you know my testimony, I was horribly, horribly abused by my mother's husband. He raped me, he sold me to prostitution, he burnt me, he beat me, everything. that Those seven years truly shaped my life. And then at 15 years old, when I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. You know, I was just a kid, and, and I was super humbled that day. And I remember thinking, God, I am not this person. I'm a sinner, God. When I'm more open than I've ever been before, more genuine than so I remember my shirt was soaked with other people's tears. For if you forgive others their transgressions, then your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you don't forgive others their transgressions, neither will your heavenly Father forgive your transgressions. And you want to know how I handled that scripture for a long time? I turned the page. Because when God changes you, he'll help you be a light to others. Amen? Connect with Pastor Mark. He would be honored to share his powerful message of forgiveness and surviving sexual and emotional abuse with your church, group, company, or family. Visit the ministry website at forgivingthenightmare.com. That's forgivingthenightmare.com. I'm glad that you're here. I'm going to continue to give great content to encourage you, to inspire you, to help you with your healing from abuse and trauma. You know, I've got a funny story that, you know, being a church planter, in the beginning, there were not a lot of people in the services. That's just the way it was. And, you know, I was in charge of the music, so I would be doing, you know, the piano playing and, and the special music. And a lot of times there were, you know, five people in the room. Or two people in the room. <laughs> Same with certain events that I would coordinate, concerts or what have you. There weren't very many people in the room. But you know what? I learned that it, it doesn't matter how many people are there. They, they decided to show up for you, for what you've got. So I learned really early to sing for them as though, you know, it was a full house. So it's going to be the same here. I'm going to bring my best self to you each week, my best efforts. Maybe someday I'll have a full house, which reminds me, you know, our, our new year is coming up, and I'd really like to start out the new year with more followers, obviously. I'm new at this, so the word's got to get out. <laughs> I can have these great podcast episodes and wonderful guests and inspiring content, but if nobody knows that I'm here, then 
it's kind of moot, right? <laughs> so if you could do me a favor and tell a friend about this podcast, someone you think that would be blessed by it, I'd appreciate that. Whatever podcast player you use, I'm on most of them. If you could leave a review for me, hopefully it's a, a nice review. <laughs> if there's if it's not a nice review, you know, contact me first. I'm just starting out. I'm not perfect. I'm human. You know, do you um, want me to quit talking about the birds in my backyard? <laughs> it's like, enough with the birds. You know, I need to know that. <laughs> Because I don't have a dog now, and there's this huge, huge hole in my heart, and so I got the birds. That's all I got <laughs> for now, anyway. So, yeah. The other thing I was going to mention is I have a newsletter, but nobody ever signs up for it. Anyway, I've talked about your email address and how precious that is to you. <laughs> I don't give out my email address, my personal one anyway, um, to just anybody because I don't want to get flooded with stupid junk that I'm not going to read. When I've put my, my newsletter out, and I'll tell you about my newsletter, I had 50 subscribers, and this was before I updated my website. I was on Host Baby for... 10 years, and then I upgraded to WordPress. And my um, newsletter vendor, who I won't mention names, when I switched over from Host Baby to WordPress, they lost all my email addresses. <laughs> they shut down my account, and I tried to get it back, and I told them I need those, <laughs> I need those email addresses. Well, they told me that it wasn't. They weren't able to recover them. And you're thinking, well, you should have had a backup. And yes, I should have. Now, I had a spreadsheet on my old computer with everybody's name on it and email address. And I think it got, it got destroyed in my previous computer that crashed and burned. Because I went looking for it. I thought it was on my, my current laptop and it wasn't. So I'm like, oh, no. That spreadsheet was on the old computer. So I'm starting all over from scratch. <laughs> because I can't sign people up. I can't send people emails unless I have permission. And I don't want to send you something if you don't want it. But what I usually do is... It's like once a month I will send out an, a newsletter... So I'm not going to be sending you one every day or every week. It's only once a month. So usually I would use the newsletter to talk about, you know, news in my life or events that are coming up or a new song that I wrote. That's it. There was never any high pressure sales. And, you know, I told you this in episode zero. That's not my style. My style is never high-pressure sales because I don't want that for myself. I don't like it when somebody else does that to me. So 
I was thinking of doing a Facebook group. I have the fan page, but somebody told me that the Facebook groups would be better for the SEO. I wouldn't have to worry about the SEO as much, the, you know, the algorithms and so on and so forth. And I can open a Facebook group um, with 36 people. That actually would be a good group. Not too big, not too small. Um, I'm trying to nail down what it is that I want my Facebook group to be if that's what you guys want. You guys want to engage with me more. And I'm a part of lots of Facebook groups, probably too many. But, you know, again, I want to meet you where you're at. Where, you know, what do you need from me? Do you need more engagement from me? Do you want to be around other survivors? Because this would be a closed group. It wouldn't be an open group. It would be only those that are listening to this podcast for guests on this podcast, it's not going to be a public group. Just from the nature of this, you know, this topic that we talk about each week, it's not really a good idea to have a public group. So, so the other idea I had with this Facebook groups is, um, you know, I'm a I'm a musician. Brian and I do music and. This whole year, we have not done any kind of, like, concert online. That's because, well, it kind of the rug's been pulled out from under us in that we're working from home, and we've been sick, and we can't meet with our band, and I got this new Juno synthesizer I'm trying to learn how to use, but anyhow, I'm um, thinking of doing a concert maybe during the new year on Facebook Live in a Facebook group for you guys, just for you. I can, you know, take requests. Yeah, I can take requests and we can have fun. You know, I'll sing my favorite songs. I'll make Brian do his um, drum solos. <laughs> I've done... I've done Street Jelly, and if you're not familiar with Street Jelly, it pretty much was almost exactly like Facebook Lives before Facebook Lives were popular. You'll see that on my, my YouTube channel is the titles of a lot of the songs I did during a Street Jelly concert. So I've done these on the internet kind of concerts. It's a little weird because there's no audience in front of you. But I've done them before. Again, <laughs> I've played to empty rooms or nearly empty rooms before. And, you know, we're still going to have fun. We're still going to glorify the Lord and be blessed. If that's something that you want, you know, give me some feedback. Now, the caveat is the only way I'm going to know who's interested in those things is... If you give me your email address, is that's the only way I can track it. Okay, this person's interested in being in my Facebook group. I'm going to be able to let you know, hey, the group is starting. Or, hey, we're going to have a concert. And um, we're going to have a concert in RSVP. And, yeah, I do want RSVPs because 
It's a lot of work to put together a concert. And I absolutely love it. We both love it. We love to perform. We love to um, to sing and play. And if nobody wants to come, then I'm not going to put in the effort to put together a concert if zero people show up. And you're, you're saying, well... But, you know, it's recorded and we can listen to it later. Yeah, if you sign up for it, then, yeah, you can listen to it later. If you don't sign up for it, you're not going to be able to listen to it later. But, you know, I can do a concert by myself, post it on YouTube, and you can listen to it later. <laughs> There's lots of stuff on there. whole point of Facebook Live is interaction so there's that so that's why i need your email address <laughs> so i can tell you about all these things and the way to do that is as soon as you go on to my my website dswministries.org and all this will be in the show notes if you the pop-up right there that comes up on the screen asks you if you want to you know it asks you for your email address to keep in touch, keep up with the latest news. And hey, I offer a free song from my website. So you've heard some of my songs. You know, you can support this ministry by, by buying one of those songs. But as a gift to you, you get to choose a free song out of the store. Anyone you want. So if you liked a particular song that we had, um, or you want to save it for, you know, for later, that's fine. But there's a coupon code right there for you to get your free song download. That's my gift to you. I might change up the gift in the future. But yeah, I give out a lot of free stuff. <laughs> I do. A lot of my ministry is free. If you want to give me money... Yeah, you can go on my website and there's ways to support this ministry by buying um, products and services. I'm not going to go through them all right now, maybe in a later podcast, go through all the different things that are on that website. And they're pretty self-explanatory, the, the pages under each category. Um, I've got voice lessons, I've got mentoring, you know. I'm a public speaker, you know, we do concerts. Well, we did do concerts in public anyway. We've got Mending the Soul on there. And each of them has a page describing what it's for, what I offer, how much it costs. Um, I used to have a t-shirt store where I had t-shirts and I had tote bags and stuff with my logo on it. And I had a hard time with my... The vendor that, see, I don't make t-shirts. I don't have a one of those machines that make t-shirts. I've got an embroidery machine in my, my sewing room, but to do screen printing, I don't have that. But, you know, I would hire somebody to do that for me. Anyway, something happened with the communication between my computer, my website, and, and their site. They just weren't communicating correctly, and I tried to fix it, and I was on IT with this vendor, and I could not get it 
fixed. And so I deleted the t-shirt store. And I really want to, I really want to provide um, some stuff for you guys, maybe some Christian t-shirts that you'd enjoy. My husband's a graphic designer, as you found out, and when he co-hosted with me, so he can make up t-shirt designs for me. And so I'm out there looking right now for a vendor that will work with my WooCommerce platform. So if you know anybody that you trust, and we're all back, <laughs> back to that podcast of trusting. If you know somebody that, or a vendor that you like, that'd be a good t-shirt store for me, let me know. So I have that idea coming down the pike. This is probably the most, most I've talked about as far as my promoting myself. I'm not very good at promoting myself. I don't. I'm one of those people that don't talk about themselves as much as maybe I should, but but hey, I'm I'm here to offer you help and be a blessing to you. Offer plenty of free stuff. I say all the time, I will help you in any way I can. If I can't help you, I will refer you to somebody that can. I've got lots of connections, lots of friends industry experts that I can refer you to. Um, there are definitely things that I will not do because I don't want to endanger myself or endanger my, my family. So there's a line that I cannot cross, but there are people that will do those things. You know, I've, I've helped people escape from, I've helped people escape from domestic violence situations. I'm not physically there, no, but I, I set it up for how to do that. I give them the tools and I set it up, you know, and it usually involves the sheriff's department. That's what their job is. Their job is to go in there and help you get your stuff out. You may not know that. Your sheriff, that's what your sheriff's department is for. Call them up and say, I'm a domestic violence victim. I need to get my things out of the house. And I'm afraid that my abuser is going to hurt me. So they will go into the house with you and make sure that you're safe while you get your stuff. And I had a gal like that. Her abuser used to lock her, her license in her social security card and the kids birth certificates and stuff in a safe the car keys in a safe she could not go anywhere she couldn't leave if she wanted to well she could but i mean you can't do anything without your your id and your you know you got kids and and yeah she had to get the sheriff and the police department to come and open that safe to get her things but yeah, if you need help with stuff, I know all the people in my community here in Phoenix area. You know, I can call call up Sojourner Center. They're the shelter here. And I can tell them well, I'm, I'm sending so-and-so to you. Um, Sojourner Center is one of, the, one of the few shelters that will take in pets. I volunteered there back in the past. A lot of... People will not leave because 
they don't want to leave behind their pets. I completely understand that. I unfortunately could not take my two dogs when I left my abuser. I had two German shepherds who I raised from a year old. And I love them like my kids because, I, again, I didn't, I didn't have any children. And I think I stayed a long time because I didn't want to leave. I didn't want to leave them. Now, I wasn't really concerned about their safety. My, my ex wouldn't have abused them. I think he loved the dogs more than me, but they would be safe. It was just an emotional, a huge emotional attachment to those dogs that have been there for me through those bad times when, and you know this, all you dog lovers, pet lovers, you have that, you have that pet that is there to comfort you in those dark times. I could not take them with me because I knew I would be staying with my friends. Um, I stayed with friends when I, when I left and I couldn't take them with me. Um, and I knew that most apartment complexes would not let me have them because they're, you know, considered dangerous breed. Um, so I couldn't take them with me. And I thought I was going to get a, a house right away when when I left because I, I still had really good credit. But it, it didn't happen that way. Um, a lot of things went downhill pretty quickly after I left. So I couldn't get a house for a really long time. <laughs> I was in apartments um, until I married my husband, Brian. Apartments are way too small to have German Shepherd. So I can't speak for other other states. I'm not savvy on all of the resources in every state, but if you need help, I will stay up and and I will find them for you. I've got contacts, especially with Mending the Soul, I've got contacts um, and resources that I can tap into that can get me the answers that you need. That is always free. You need somebody to talk to, that's free too. So I also wanted to tell you about a song that I'm going to leave you with today. It is a Christmas song. Um, one of my friends in my, my podcasters association, Monica Hardy, gifted a, a free download for everybody on a new song that she wrote. And so I'd like, um, I'd like to play that for you today because this is the last time <laughs> I can get away with doing a Christmas song last week of the year. So if you'd like to listen to the rest of her music, um, her website is Moments with Moni, M-O-N-I dot com. They have a bunch of other songs, too, on top of the new Christmas song that was written on Reverb Nation. It is Hardy Music Project. So I hope you enjoy this. The song is called The Greatest Gift.
this was what was on my heart today, what I wanted to share with you for the new year. The new year's coming up, and every day is a new day with the Lord. We start over every day. His mercies are new each morning. Um, and I'm not the kind of person that waits till January 1st to do resolutions. I technically don't do New Year's resolutions. When I want to change something, I do it right away. But maybe you make resolutions. Make a resolution this year to to get help to get healed. To get help for your trauma. For And I have that tagline every Every episode, I end with the tagline, choose one thing. What does that mean? Well, all the things that I talk about, it's a lot of stuff. All the stuff I tell you to do. You just pick one thing. Your New Year's resolution, it doesn't have to be 50 things. It doesn't have to be 10 things. Pick one thing that will bring you closer to your healing goals. So I wish you a safe and happy new year we will see you next week thank you for listening to the wounds of the faithful podcast if this episode has been helpful to you please hit the subscribe button and tell a friend you can connect with us at dswministries.org where you'll find our blog along with our facebook twitter and our youtube channel links hope to see you next week <laughs>